Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Never had to go live, but Hi. Are we alive? Are we, we are alive. Yes. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Rangers Rabble. As usual, me, Mike Nakuntia. Here's a oh, wee surprise guest popping up. Hello, bro. Oh, yeah. Better late Great than ever. I know. Better late than never. Eh? Somebody's I've got work today. Right. Ah! Welcome. Oh. Welcome hey. to the Rangers oh, Rabble. Look at Ross is hosted. Look how nervous he is. Look. Do it. Listen, fashion cicadas on the phone in, mate. Like <laughs> Joined tonight by Marco. How are you, Mark? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm very good, mate. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm not usually the host, JD. Cool. You're cool, calm, calm and collective. You're usually, you're usually cool. I'll go to, I'll come to, to you, JD. How are you, my man? Good. Just a busy, busy day, man. Just working to God knows when. There, I'm off on Monday, so just try to tie everything up before you finish there. So busy day, yeah. Looking forward to it. Not done a right. Friday for a long time. And in the bottom left-hand window, it is not Ron Weasley in Harry Potter cupboard, <laughs> all right? It's no. It's Craig, the newest member of the Rabble podcast. Craigie, how are you, mate? Nice to meet you. And how are you on the, the pod? Oh, good, mate. You. Very good, 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 nice cutting insight there to introduce yourself to the people. Craig, well done. So, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the phone-in show. I'll be opening the lines in five minutes. Big shout-out to our sponsor, Zenith Coins. Go to their website, RR10, 10% off, nice ceremonial coins. And listen, we're here to preview St. Johnson uh, tomorrow. I was listening to the Clyde One phone in on my way along the road there, and they reckon Geo's living game by game. Mark, what says you to the Geo living game by game? I think that's 100% right. I think that he's, uh, he's in a shaky peg. I think that he's, you listen to his, um, his press conferences, and does he sound like a confident man, does he? No. Craigie, what you, what's, your, what's your thoughts on Geo? A new perspective to the pod? Don't just say well, that. Yeah. I hope the game's I hope the game's not tomorrow because I've got it down for Sunday, mate. Sunday, you know what I mean. 
Ooh, um, he's off to a flyer. Yeah, I'm I'm not confident at all about Sunday. I'm just it's just whichever Rangers bothers to turn up. If it's the Liverpool, Ajax, Napoli one, we're we're knackered. If it's the Aberdeen one, we might have half a chance. JD, what's your you must be confident. We're going to pay after play St Johnson. Come on. Um I'm not actually because St Johnson are on a no bad no, are they on a no bad wee run? I don't know. Um I, I don't think I'm I'm ever confident with this with this Rangers team right now, to be honest, but domestically we're still hanging on to the coattails, so I still fully expect us to win. Come on. Fucking hell. We fully expect to win tomorrow, so it's, still, it's just getting... It is... It, it, I know what they're saying now, Ross. It's, it is game by day, uh, game by game, in it? It is. <clears throat> but it feels like if we lose tomorrow, if it is game by game, then it's almost like his last chance then. So at what point does he give himself some breathing space to not become game by game. So does he win the more and wins the next three or four games, gets the World Cup 100% record? Surely that gives him a bit of breathing space then. Because right now we're still thinking about Europe and how terrible we've been and we've dropped some points in the league. If he keeps winning, then it can't keep being this game by game thing. I don't think no matter what, I don't think the fans are going to be happy anymore, I don't think. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. So if we're looking at this... Has has he been a victim of the fact that we've maybe had a result at the weekend and then got hammered in the Champions League six weeks out of the last eight? Do you think that now, if he can go on a run in the league, then getting those results, the fans will back that? Craig, I did say Craig. I did say Yeah, I think JD's got a good point. I mean, if he does get to the World Cup four points or two points behind, then the board are going to look at it and go, well... We're in a pretty good position. We've got all these players coming back. I think the problem that people have got, and I've had it the last few weeks, is just the performances. Like you go into every game thinking, is this the one where we're going to come a cropper? And Motherwell was like it. Dundee United was like it. Last weekend, obviously, was not. It was a, a really good result, but it was just that that seems to be the anomaly, and it can't really be the anomaly anymore. Perfect. Right. Yeah, Ross, it feels like what, what Craig's saying there. See, we're so hot and cold, we'll, we'll draw a game or we'll drop some points and then we'll give somebody a bit of a doing, but we don't have that consistency and I think teams aren't scared of us. So, yeah, we, we perform well against uh, Aberdeen and got the result. We've done the same to Hearts, but there's been other games where we haven't and I don't think we... Whereas I think the other half or who we are chasing, I know folk will say, doesn't matter about their, well, it does matter about their results, right? And it does matter about their performances because if they continue doing what they're doing, they'll win the league. So... Yeah. I just think that there's 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 no fear factor about our club now. Even though we beat Hearts and Aberdeen before goals and stuff like that, I think teams know if they're on it and they're on point and they're fast flowing and they they're biting and they're coming at us. We're a bit lethargic and we can that's where we can drop points. So there's a we've kind of lost that fear factor and stuff. So we don't know who's going to turn up. That's that's the, probably the more issue. We don't know what teams going to turn up. Rangers. What one is it? Is it the slow lethargic lighting or bellies rubbed? Or the one who's going to maybe try and do something and go and win 4-0 again? Mark, I'm listening to JD there and I'm thinking to myself, I don't care what Rangers shows up. If we win our personal battles, we should be beating 11 of the 12 teams in this league if we show up. Every team we play, there's a minimum eight of our players would walk into their starting 11. Would you not agree with that? Oh, yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think that uh, there's, there's an old statement that um, if, if you put in the exact same effort as the team that you're playing, then your talent 
should win you the game, ten times out of ten. So you need to match them. You need to match them for aggression. You need to match them for for effort. And as I said, that's 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 a must. That's a that's a a staple. If you're a Rangers, you're a Rangers player, you must get in about it. You must give a hundred and ten percent. But to be fair, looking at this team, that doesn't look like that's what's happening. It looks as if a lot of them are just trying to get by. As I said, I've said it before. It looks as if some of them are, are, are just trying to wait out jail, thinking, you know what, I'll still be here, but you'll be getting sacked. Yeah, um, and just going back to the, the, the point earlier as well, I think that the problem is I think Gio's lost the fans now. I don't yeah. think the fans are behind him now. So I think that that's that's a massive issue. I don't I don't know I don't think he can get them back on side, even if he does start putting in performances. Craig, I don't know if I agree where you're obviously new on, so I've not heard your opinions yet, and you've started off more negative than me, so that's a bonus for me. What is your what is your geo threshold? Where where how how much leeway are you giving them? And by the way, I thought we hang it. I've opened up the phone lines and we'll uh, so oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven. If you want to come on and shout down the phone, probably because that's what makes these day. But Craig, sorry, I'll take that point to you. Sorry, I, I, I said to Mark before we came on that. The problem is, I've been so long a defender of Geo that, oh, the board haven't backed him. Ross Wilson hasn't backed him. Um, he's had injuries. But there was a few weeks ago, I think it was the Livingston game, was the point was like, right, that's, to me, if, if the players can't get themselves up, there's obviously something going on behind the scenes. Too many of these players, and it's not just Geo. The two of these players have, have had it for a little while, where I see they go into a game against St. Johnston or whoever, Kilmarnock, and it's it's... Oh, it's only Kilmarnock. We ain't got to really try today. And there's that complacency of, uh, and there's two. The problem is you, you you can get by with one or two of those performances, but if half your team's in that mindset, then like Mark said, you've you're not winning your battles. You're not putting the same effort in as the other player, as as the opposition. And for me, for me, if, if he gets to seven points behind the other mob, then something has to be done. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in because you'll be surprised to know we have Curry Muncher on the phone waiting to go two seconds to remember how to do this now. Settings, audio, video, speakers, and we should be able to hear Curry Muncher now. Curry, can you hear me? I can hear you, buddy. How are you doing, lads? Hi, Curry. Hi, mate. Sorry, what did you say, bud? I, I'm just asking if the boys can hear you, mate. I'm, I don't want to make sure I've not made a mess yet. Right, nah, Curry. you've done perfect, mate. Done perfect. Right, give us it, Curry, what you got to say. Uh, well, I thought I'd come on and be my usual optimistic self, as you all know how I always am. So, we'll go straight into the... I'm going to miss out the Champions League game. Because there's no point, because it was the exact same thing I've been watching for the last six weeks, eight weeks, sorry, uh, for Rangers and how they perform in Champions League. The thing we've been talking about has been Giovanni von Bronckhurst. It's no if he's going to go, it's when he's going to go. He, he, he's, he's not going to last next season. The performances that the team have put out 
have been abysmal. People paid a lot of money during the Champions League and also during the course of this season. And we've seen zero improvement on our side. We've seen nothing. The interviews that Tav gave after the game, saying that they, or they, they weren't trying hard enough, that, that really scunnered me. Uh, and the thing today, another amazing uh, interview for Giovanni von Bockhurst the day on who gets to pick players. Uh, he answered, but he never answered. It was as if he, he, wanted, to, he wanted to turn in and tell us, but he kept on... Uh, it was like a politician answer, really, wasn't it? Uh, hey, Curry, can I, I just, in, can I cut in and, sorry, and take, that, I, take that to the boys? JD, I see you leaning forward in your chair, mate. What's your thoughts on, the, on that point? It's a hard one because... I get what I get what you're saying, Curry, and I, I, I agree. I hundred percent agree. But to put devil's advocate on it, <clears throat> you need to remember, this is this guy's job. So this is this guy's. This is how he when he provides for his family and pays his bills. So we've all worked, in, and it's no different for any of us working on our job. You're not going to go out and see things. Here. I've sat, you all sat in meetings and sitting. You know, you know, you don't go out and see things against your bosses and the people who employ you and who pay you. So unfortunately, I think when it comes to football. It's the same, and these guys need to toe the line. We all toe the line to your bosses and stuff like that. And if you don't, when it starts to go down that, then you lose your job. And listen, these guys are millionaires, so that shouldn't really matter. But it isn't. You, you don't know people's scenarios, their situation. So I felt like he was probably wanting to, and I felt I felt that video as well. Like I think he says certain things, but his actions probably look a bit different people he's played. I mean, there's been games where he's not played any signings and stuff like that. That tells you. I'm not, that tells you everything. Right? But I think it's hard because these guys, this is his employer. Not many people go against their employer, really. Craig, do you go with that? I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because I've been arguing the point for ages that what Gio said today is what happens. It's a, it's a, a democracy where they all put their heads together and come up with who they're going to sign and, and that's how it works, mate. What's your, what's your reading into that? Yeah, I think, I think gone are the days where the manager is in control of every every single facet of the football club. Um, that's just the way the way the football world is now. You've got very few managers who pick every single player that they buy. Like we've said before that he'll pick, I want to buy a left-back and they'll give him a list of five players and it might be due to availability or suitability, work permit, that the fifth player is the one that gets the gets the nod. Yeah. And that person might be the one that Gio goes, actually, he weren't my first choice or my fourth choice, but I've got to take him because that's the one that they're buying. Um, and then he has to he has to make um, chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> he has to sort of work work with it. Um, and that's, I think yeah. that goes to some of the times when he has, his team selections have been a bit like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Should that not test him then as a coach and a manager? Because yeah, jo- his job be. is to get the best out of these players. So you've seen players who are average players become decent, good players. Fucking see it across the other side of the, the, the city all the time. So maybe that is how, and that's where he falls down. Maybe that his job is to get the best out of some players. And maybe he, he perhaps can't do that with his philosophy. Yeah, there's certain yeah. players he, he probably can't do that with. And I said it earlier, it's, it's the... It's the complete. I think too many of them. It's the, it's the complacency. They turn up and go. Oh, like some of them haven't got a. 
aren't being pushed for their place, Ryan Kemp being one, he can go, well, I'll, I'll turn in a five out of 10 performance this week because next week I'll play again. Can I just jump in there as well on that point? Um, I think rather than them progressing, they've re- regressed. I think the, the players have got worse this season. In fact, the whole year under Geo, I think they've progressively got worse and worse and worse. So for me, like uh, like JD says, that that's his job. His job's to get the best out of these players. It's his job to to coach these guys and and try and play to their strengths. And for me, that's not what's happening. For me, they're getting worse and worse and worse. Do you buy into that? Do you buy into that, Curry? If I bring it back to you, that Geo, if you're going shopping and you're looking for one thing. Uh, and you get to the fifth thing on your shopping list, are you taking that or are you just saving the money or, and wasting it? I, I think that's my issue. What's the point in buying for the sake of buying? Could you go hang with that, Curry? I, I, I agree with you, mate. Uh, if players are no good enough, uh, they shouldn't be coming to this club. As simple as that. I'd much rather see money getting put away and invested for somebody that might come up in the winter or the, the next time we start the next season, we say, why, why are you going to pick somebody that fills in a place but there's nobody fit into the Rangers style of football? And I think that's what's happened. We've got a bunch of players still for Gerrard's tenure and GVB is trying to fit them into his style of football. And I think that's why your performances are so bad is because we've still got players that want to play the fast style, doing the wings, hitting teams fast before they can get a chance to get a settled back 10 or whatever they're playing. That's the problem. As a player, I love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. But as a manager, I'm sorry, he's just no good enough. He's just not good enough. I think we all said when he came in, he was an upgrade. But he's no... The, the performances alone are proof that he's no good enough. And the results in the Champions League, did we expect to win, win any games? Maybe no. We certainly didn't expect to end up with the worst record in history in the Champions League. And that's where he needs to sort of a die with the sword, I'm sorry. And that's easy. Sorry, when you go, bud. And I, and I think that's that's a point, JD. Um, we never expected to go and win the Champions League group. I don't even think many of us expected to get Europa League out of the teams we were in with, but we expected to compete and at least be hard to beat, did we know? Uh, that's a, a bare minimum, mate. Um, you're wanting to pick up some points at home against MD, against everybody. You want to pick up points at home. You want to prove to teams that with Ibrooks behind you, you can do that. Um, I was I was one of the stupid ones that thought Liverpool would finish second. We'd be in a shoot for second. Liverpool would finish first. We'd be in a shoot for second. When I seen that league, like, I totally underestimated that, how good Napoli were, and I still think we are a more attacking minded Rangers team. We could have done something. Like, we could have got points against Ajax. I, the first game caught us cold, and that we've never recovered for that. The Ajax game away, we have never recovered for that. And that's... The problem is we don't have a board with any balls to... to um, we don't have a board with any balls to make these decisions. 
And whether it's financial or not, but it's not, I mean, we're on the money flying about, and I know they're telling us we don't have money. It's not going to cost us a lot of money to sort it. Um, so they have a bit of balls. They use the Champions League, the downfall of the Champions League as, as an excuse to say, that's not good enough. We don't accept that. And they, they get rid of the manager. Because I think we're another manager. At least, a lot of these players have ran their course, but I still think we're another manager, even in the short term, we can, it could make a difference to these type of players. And that could be the difference of us, no one in the league or whatever, but it could be the difference of us getting mere money for certain players. Do you know what I mean? Get somebody gets Kamara back on and making Kamara the player he was maybe a year ago or two years ago. That's the difference between getting two million to fucking eight million for a boy. That's the difference. Right, Curry, before I let you go, uh, I've got a stat up here for Gavin. So on aggregate, we lost 7 1 to Ajax, 6 0 to Napoli, and 9 1 to Liverpool. It's fucking shocking. If, if that isn't disguised in a group, and that's across two legs and a knockout tie, that's that's brutal, is it no? <laughs> brutal, and we're, we're, we're forgetting about the score aggregate against that mob that you can put into that as well. So the on that alone he should not be here. The, the, the one thing before I go about right, the, the one thing I did want to say is Giovanni Van Brockers is not the only one to blame here. No. The players are not that are not putting in performances as we heard for Tavernier saying oh we didn't try hard enough. But also a huge one is on Wilson. Yeah. Do you remember Van Bronckhurst turning and say we could be looking at getting ten new players for the for next season? Wilson categorically turning and telling us all that that would never ever happen at Rangers again under his watch, and it took it took one fucking season for it to happen. So it's a combined, it's some all that need to be sorted out because the money that everybody spends and the passion that we have for this club deserves better. And if they're no good enough, just go. We don't want you here. You've destroyed your club in 12 months. Right, so on that happy note, I'll let you go, guys. <laughs> all best, Kevin. Look after yourself, guys. Bye, mate, bye. Ross, Cheers. see Curry's point there about the money. I've yeah. even felt myself, listen, I don't spend thousands, right? But I, I still spend money. In the, I, I've even felt myself going like that. I'm not buying the strip. Farcical, no buying the strips this year because of the joke of what happened. Even more so now, how how bad shit it's went. There's, there's, there's got to be a way where the fans have their voice. And I know we read it on here. We've been calling it out for months. Um, and the fans can boo and all that. But I think if you start hitting the pockets... And if they see a massive shift, then they're going to need to do something. Yep. JD, I'm going to cut you, mate. So we've got another caller. Try and get through as many as we can. Two secondos. I'm not smooth at this as Martin, boys, I must admit. But hey, we're living and we're Never living. heard Martin be called smooth. No, absolutely not. No, he's patter anyway. Hello, caller. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hello. Who's this? It's John, uh, Ross, how you doing, all right? No bad, John, how are you, pal? Brand new, man, hi. Hi, everybody. All right, John. How are we doing, buddy? Hey, what's your point, Brand for new. The, point for the panel, John? Uh, it's just about, right, we got the Euro, Europa final last year. Uh, 
How much does the panel think it was you that got us there? Or do you think it, we were still playing the Jared way? And now in Europe, I think he's ripped the heart right out of Rangers. What does the panel think about how... Was it Gio that got us to the Europa final last year or was it the, the team still knew how to play the Jared way in Europe? Mark, I'm going to bring that to you, mate. I'm, in my opinion, Gerard's fitness seen us through a couple of the, the other ties, but what about yourself, mate? What's your opinion? I, I, can I agree with you to a certain extent? I think we got a wee bit of bounce from Gio coming in. And obviously with the fitness... I think I agree with that as well, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a, at the end of the day, he got us there. He was a manager when we went there. And um, to be fair, when Gerard left, we'd, we'd started coming down the way. We'd started a wee bit of downturn. So you've got to give a man credit for that, as much as it probably pains us to say it. But you've got to give him credit. But I think that you're probably right as well. I think that we did, we did still play quite similar to to the way Gerard played. I think we were transitioning. And I think that um, now he's so-called get his, get his own players in and, and he's changed to his style. It's just got worse. It's just, it's, it's, it's no fun to watch at all. But I think with the Champions League, we've properly got found out here. I think tactically, I think with desire, I think positionally, I think um, we'll properly looked out of our depth and it's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. So, yeah, I think you've got to give him credit. I think he did. But I think there was uh, extenuating circumstances with, obviously, we were really, really fat under Gerard, Really fat. And we know we knew how to play in Europe. We'd, we'd spent like two or three years progressing in Europe and getting better and better and better. So there is a bit of both. But at the end of the day, Gio was a manager when we went there. So you've got to give him credit for that. Craig, do you go along with that? Yeah, Um if Gerard stayed, do I think we'd have made the Europa final? Absolutely not. I don't think we'd have got out the group stage if Gerard had stayed. But would Gerard have lost the league? I don't think he would. I think I don't think he would have lost the league if he'd have stayed. Um, so there's two flips of the coin there. Gerard's Gerard's fitness definitely was was key. Gio was more tactic tactically adept than Gerard, in my opinion, in terms of playing Dortmund at home when we were being battered, and he flipped it to three at the back and stifled them second half. Some of the games where he set us up to sort of contain for the first leg and then bring them back to Ibrox. So he has to get massive credit for me. And that run will be, uh, yes, we didn't win the win the whole thing. And it was one penalty kick out of 10 that was rubbish out of the 10. But Gerard, um, Gio has to get massive credit. But unfortunately, he's had a summer then with the players embedding his tactics and players that are a year older or two years older in some cases than when they're at the peak. Arfield, Davis, McGregor. I mean, I can't remember the last time that McGregor died for a shot. Uh, he seems to just be stood stood yeah. still. And I think that's his, it's not just his fitness. I think it's his, it's his mental reaction time is, is, is shot. Um, so you're asking the players to change tactics, have a summer with... When Gio came in, he never really had a break to... The only break he had was... Um, post-winter when we seem to flop again. So anytime he's had any massive time with the team to embed his tactics, he's um, he's come a bit stuck. Whereas playing every three days, he was sort of thrown into having to keep playing the same way. JD, you're somebody that always talks 
about Geo in Europe. And I said to you before, if we played Dortmund with a, an Erling Haaland, we probably don't get to the, to the final. You're a big believer in Gerard having Celtic's number, which Geo definitely doesn't have. Yeah. So when you think about that six-point swing in the league with two games against Celtic to play after Gio came in, do you think that there is a chance Gerard would have won the league last year? Well, Craig's saying that, right? And I'm shaking my head on that now because history would have proved that we would have fucking bottled it. But it's a fair point, mate. It's a fair, it's a fair point and... It's ifs and buts in it. You can sit here and dream, and there's other years gone by. You'd sit and greet air still. Um, as for the the, the, the Van Bronckhorst thing, we were a fast flowing attacking football team. And I'm agreeing with Mark. See, when Van Bronckhorst came in, he's been like, fucking get the shackles on these boys. But it's no been, he couldn't just date for day one, day zero to day one. So he's had to allow it to a transition. But that transition got us through Europe because his wee shackling moments helped us keep clean sheets and helped us defend well, but we still had the attacking free phone football we've seen in uh, Dortmund. And that was a hybrid that perhaps Gio should have went like that, wow, I fucking want to watch here. Yeah. But, and I loved him as a player, but the boring wee bastards just get so negative during the summer that we are now not that same team because we had the fitness, the attacking football and the defence. We had, we had it all. But we all didn't right, have right. it. We don't have any. We don't have it now. So I think the hybrid of the two of them would perhaps have done it. Would we have won the league? I don't know. They were a juggernaut, man. My my issue was we should probably have been more than six points clear at the start yeah, of that. We should have been. We should have they been they were that, they that were falls, honking. Yeah, that falls on the other side. We were too complacent, and I think that was a, a all over the Gerard and Bill era a complacency. And I know we squished it one year anomaly. Um, but aye, that's the annoying thing. Let's not greet us spilt milk. That happened. Our problem is now, my gut says, and might not like this, we need to draw a line through this season and and, and accept that the inevitable is going to happen. Do you, does any one of us see us winning the league this year? Wait, how does that turn around? How did you know, we've not seen anything from Van Bronckhorst or his coaching staff to say, okay, stop that, let's do this? He's got his philosophy, and that's it. Yep, I'll take that. Back to the caller. If you can see my uh, confused face, it's cause I'm trying to flick in and out apps to try and get the calls to work. So, ah, Ross, can I pull this one up? Because I think it's a good one. Of course you can, mate. Gallant Pioneer saying that. Do you know what? Spot on. This time last year, say, like, we were all sitting saying we've fucking scooshed this league. Yeah. But they had a manager who was about to sort things out. That maybe perhaps what we need today then. Mark, do you do you think there is a way that Geo sorts this out? Do you think if we can limp on to the international break and get him a month working with the squad, get some of the players back fit, do you see there being any way we turn this around? I don't I don't think so. I think I've said that I've said that a million times on here. See when the slide starts, 
there's I don't think there's any way back. There's very, very few managers can when the slide starts that they, they can change that around. A very, very few. I think that for a start, I think he's lost some of the some maybe not all of the players, but he's lost some of the players. But he's definitely lost the fans. And for me, once the slide starts, there's no way back. It only ends one way. And I've said that a million times. Rip the plaster off and um just let let's get somebody in with fresh ideas that can freshen it up and and take us forward. All right, it might be expensive, but what's our alternative? Our alternative is we are just gonna gonna go through this for the rest of the season. And look, there's more than half a season left here. There's months and months and months. So I mean, does any of us want to watch us for the next four months? Yeah, just before we've got Brian on the phone, but just before I bring him in, Craig, do you believe with months and months and months of the season left that there's no way we turn this around? But thinking that we've got a month's World Cup break coming up and the opportunity to get players like your Lawrence's and, and, and stuff like that back? My heart says, yeah, we can. We Rangers, we can fucking do it. We can get the players back and we can batter them. And I just. I can honestly see a situation, and I don't want to say it, but we beat them twice and still lose the league because we're going to fall down against the other teams. We're going to fall down against the teams that we go in thinking, oh, it's only St. Johnston, and we get caught out. See, under Gerrard, I thought that we beat Celtic, but we'll drop points. I'm not so sure now. I think... We'll drop points off every day, but we still recently have been looking like we play bad and still win. But I think my worry is Celtic have got our cards marked, and that's because we are so slow in our intensity and they are so high in theirs. There's only one outcome with that. I don't think a team with such slow defensive intensity are ever going to overcome that in your face attitude. Giddy, I'm going to cut you there because I'm going to bring Brian in. He's been waiting for a couple of minutes. So, hello, Brian. Can you hear us? Evening, guys. How are we? How are you doing, mate? Oh, Welcome mate. back to the Rabble phoning. What have you got to give us tonight, Brian? I'll tell you, I was listening to Curry, I was listening to yourselves, and I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm working bored with the side dog, still into some figures and looking at stats. And I think Pedro's stats for like 50% or 45% win rate, Gio's is about 50. And we all wanted Pedro's head. So, what's the difference from Gio? Is it because he was a Rangers player? Does the Rapper not think maybe it's definitely time to go? Craig, I'll bring that to you. I, what, what's your opinions on think, that? Is it, is it getting him some grace that he used to play for the club? I think there's that, but I think a lot of the fans have given him the we got to the Europa final. That's what that's what's giving him a lot of credit in the bank, and that credit is slow. I mean, I said again before. I've been putting up for, oh, he's done a good job and this this has hindered him, this has hindered him. But it's the last few weeks, it's, no, it's it's not enough. And I think that's just, that's just, I mean, if, if we hadn't won the Scottish Cup, I think he could have been out of the job in the summer. It's a bold statement, Mark. Do you go with that? Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've got to agree. But for me, I think that, I think that the only way we can, we can make a fist of this season is by is by getting getting the plaster off, getting them away, and bringing somebody in that's going to it's going to freshen I things up. Well, you get a bounce straight away. 
Johnny Bryan, we coming in there? I did. I don't. I don't think we can catch them. I really don't. I, I think it was JD who was talking there. Their intensity, their fitness levels. I mean, I listened to him the other night after the game, and he was talking about how Ajax are a bigger club and etc. etc. You're a professional footballer. You're an athlete. That's nothing to do with a ten million pound player. A million pound player. Your fitness level should be at the yeah. same level. Of course it should. And JD, that that is the worry for me. We spoke a wee bit about it the other night on the pod that even your personal pride as a player, if you're Alfredo Morelos, surely you look at yourself in your own personal pride, especially when you're going to be on the dole next summer and you're trying to get yourself a new club. Because let's be honest, I I don't think he's going to get a new contract here on the, the deal he would want, JD. Nah, I, think, I think all characters are different though. I think all so this is my dinner getting arrived. Thanks, babe. Uh, right, shut up. Sorry. Um shut the door. Um, I think everybody's different though, so people's characters are different. So that me and you might think you know what your professional pride, but you've seen players piss their careers against a wall all the time. Morelos might I mean I'd hate to see this because I love him. Morelos might be one who just dwindles away now. He does look a bit heavy, he doesn't look fit. Why is that? Why is he not lean? Why is he not lean and ready to go in this moment? Um, and I don't get it. So, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've totally threw before bringing that up there. Sorry, <laughs> Brian. What, what's your opinion on on the whole Morelos thing? I put my head on the plate and said that I don't think him or Kent will ever play in the Champions League again. I reckon they go to a club. I reckon they go to I clubs think, now that don't play Champions League football. I don't think they'll get to this level again. I think Kent Morelos have got championship written all over them. Yep. That's just my opinion. Uh, I don't think a manager with any right mind would give him or give it either one or two of them 40, 50 grand a week. I mean, if I'm a right back, I'm licking my lips as him as he can't run at me because you know exactly what he's going to do. Unless and you're, unless that's not Champions League level. Unless you're James Tavernier, who can't run to catch you <laughs> at the moment, I suppose. No, okay. I think Ken, I think Ken and Maria Laws or maybe go. I don't know. Maybe Huddersfield, something like that. QPR. QPR. That's why Bill was there last week. Maybe. No, I said that. I think Maria Laws and Ken. Imagine QPR getting them two in a free. Let's be honest. I know they're they're doing and they're locking who, but they they they're pushing for the prem. Kent and Morelos could get a wee backdoor entry into Prem here by going there on a free in the summer or them spending maybe a what what would you get in January for Kent and Morelos? A million each? A couple of million if you're lucky, aren't you? Yeah. I see I see you getting two mil, two mil for each of them. Two mil if we're lucky. Oh, but I don't I don't see anybody offering any I don't I don't see anybody offering money for them. Seventeen million we got offered for Morelos, remember? Hey, but that's a different Morelos, mate. This guy's a different guy. True. He's, he's at his nose put out since the summer. Was that a year ago? Every single time. Gallant, uh, that crunching noise could possibly be JD eating his dinner, mate. I'm not going to tell you any lies. Have you got any... one more thing? I was going to say that. Have you got any other points, Brian, before I let you go? Do we, do we, all, do we think that the players have just packed it in or is it down to Gio's tactics and his, his training sessions? Because there's something not right, so there must be one or the two. It can't be both. Mark, 
Is it? That's is it the players that chucked it? Are the players down tools to get rid of them? I think that the, the players only happy with the tactics. So it's a kind of a mixture of both, really, because if you're not happy at your work, you're not going to perform. But see if they're loving tactics and loving the way they're playing and they're playing with a smile on their face, they're going to, they're going to perform. So for me, and that was a big thing with Gerard and, and Beal as well, that they wanted them to play with, play with a smile on their face and, and enjoy what they've done. But that for me is what it looks like. It looks like they're lacking the themselves amongst them. I don't want to play like this. I, like Tavernier, Barisic. I don't I don't want to sit back. Um Kent going like that. I don't I don't want to just when I get the ball, I need to stay wide. And do you know what I mean? So I don't think that the, the they've chucked it per se. I think that they're no happy with the with the tactics. And I think that that shows on the park that they're not happy. Because as I said, if they're happy, they're going to be playing well. Simple as that. Craig, I'm, I'm of the opinion, I've said that again, said this on the pod a few times, if I know my contract is up at the end of this working year and I'm working for a wee backyard garage, and I'm not saying Rangers are a wee backyard garage, I'm talking about the money we can pay along with the other teams that could be interested in them, and a company like, I don't know, for talking sake, Tesla, are looking for mechanics and there's a chance they're going to take me there. Surely... I'm getting myself at least in the best physical shape and putting in the most effort that I can. Surely you are if there's... As I say, you're going to be on the dole in the summer unless you get something. So this is the difference between these guys maybe getting a championship move on 20 grand a week or getting that lower half of the premiership move on 40, 50 grand a week. Surely, surely even if you're unhappy with the manager, you're still, excuse me, putting in that effort. Well, you'd like like to think so. I think like a, a... Um, Morelos has had his nose put out of joint since the start of the season for me he's had three or four years of being the big dog big dog at Rangers he's the main man never gets dropped and now somebody's come in who scores more goals than him and he's like well he's, his nose has been put out of joint he, he don't like it when you'd think that would be a fire under his belly he'd be like right I'm going to get my place back but you don't know what goes on what goes on in his mind um, Kent for me has basically been an empty shirt for six months he's he's riding on the crest of a wave of his European games last season it's funny that the the game the other night was the first game he put a bit of effort in because he's probably thinking this is the last game I'm going to get seen for a little while I need to put my put my name out there yeah. and where where's the where's that Ryan Kemp been for the last five games in Europe what I would say Ross though and Graham had said it <clears throat> see managers see when these football players are professional they're in, a, they're in that club now they, they will always get a, a job now, an English team in the Prem will happily pay Morelos 40 grand to be their third choice striker. Yeah. With the hope that on a free transfer, something happens and they start scoring goals and they've found a gem. And I think the same will happen with Ryan Kent. And I, 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 I think they will end up an English champ, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe have a wee season or two flipping flop with a chance in the Prem or Morelos goes to Spain or something like that or Kent goes to Germany. Um, but I think managers will always they will always get have a chance and they will always make big money somewhere now. I do think they'll, 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 I think they will make more money than they are on the new. Look at Cedric Eaton, going riot. Oh, there's a few, there's a few. Brian, I'm going to let you go, mate, because I've, I've got Gary trying to get through. Pal, right? Thanks very much for calling us up and make sure you call back in the future. Mate. All right. 
All best. Cheers, Brian. Now we had Gary trying to call in. So, Gary, if you want to give us a phone back. Oh, there we go. Straight to Gary, boys, all right? Gary, welcome to the Rabble phone-in, pal. What's your point for us? How's it going, boys? I, basically, I, I, I thought apart from the, the Champions League, but obviously it was a big letdown this season. There's no two ways about that. You can't sugarcoat it, but I... I thought, I thought against Aberdeen, I thought we should promise it again. Again, it's going back to uh, just uh, the other week. But then the whole thing with that, I think that the players showed some determination. Uh, and the injury, the, the whole thing with the injuries, I mean, I've never seen as much injuries in such a short space of time, to be honest. I'm going to raise you there. Do you remember about this time last year when we were uh-huh. when we were slagging off Celtic and all the injuries they were getting, putting it down to the intensity of their playing stuff, and they came back for that to win the league. So I suppose my my point I'm I'm going to ask uh, you, Gary, is again once we start getting these injured players back, can we know can we know go on a run? Well, that, that, that's that's what I thought. See. See, when we get our when we get our, our heel squad back to the the way as like everybody coming back for injury, I I I think that we could and the heel thing is we're thought all right, the the game against Livingston, that was shocking and it really was. I mean, anybody that went to the game, it was just, and even watching it on the, the telly, it was just unbelievable. But then the whole thing we we getting all our player getting all the, the players back that are injured, that's one thing. I I think I still think we'll win the league. I can a lot of people will sit there and say, "Well, we're four points behind them," and obviously, well, the rest there's a lot of negativity about the the club now. But uh, you've got to take some positives. I mean, I can uh, away for the Champions League, just away for that entirely. I mean, we actually showed for the first time this season, in my opinion, against Aberdeen. We, I mean, we, to be honest, I thought it should have been six or seven goals. I and uh, and Alfie came off. I mean, I I think see where the squad now. I think it's just lacking in confidence where the players be rooting that. I think that's all it is. Mark, yeah, you go along with that. Directing with a crisis of confidence. Oh, definitely a crisis of confidence. I mean, you can see that rough another them. Absolutely rough another them. But I don't know. I don't. I mean, I like I like his uh, his positivity there, but. I can't, I can't see it. As I said, for me, it took us how many months to get to that Aberdeen performance this season so far. So for me, it's it's even a even a broken clock's right twice a day. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, we know they're capable of that performance. They've just not done it. So I mean, they've built a wee they've built a wee performance out, and. Uh, they need to do that consistently. See if they can do that consistently for the rest of the season. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll back you to help, but I, I don't feel that that's the case because the course over the course of the season so far, that's not been the case. They've been very, very inconsistent. They've been half decent and a half, rotten in another half, half decent and for fifteen minutes a game. So, as I said, they've put one good result and one good performance out of, out of heart. So for me, it's not enough. If they do, hundred percent, I'll I'll be over the moon if that's the case. Gary, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, Gary, I would say 
beating Hearts 4-0 and beating, was it Ross County, 4-0, 4-1 earlier on the season. We've had three, four nils haven't we, this season. Scored four, four goals three times. So uh, surely they come under good performances in the league, beating teams 4-0. Would you agree with that, Gary? I, 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 I totally agree. I think... I, I I think that we've got to take some positives away from yeah, obviously this this season up to now. I think uh, yeah, I think the Motherwell game was shocking. I it was just it was it was unbelievable the first half. I mean, you could have sat there and fell asleep. It was a bloody boring. I and then you've got the the like say Livingston, which just I mean even the first game when we played Livingston, it was just a big letdown. But then I and then maybe Hibs when we played Hibs at I. Easter Road. I mean, to be honest, that that was that was due to the the ref having a bit of a, a, a shocker as well. But then it, it still doesn't matter. It was still just no good enough. But then the old thing with that, you've got to you've got to sit there and see. I mean, the, the injuries have no help. I, I'm not saying I'm not making that an excuse for the way that we've been playing. But I certainly, I mean. We, we've got to. We're just got to make sure that we're we're consistent up to the up to the the break anyway, and just keep keep putting performances. And it's going to be a hard one, especially with St Johnston on Sunday, because you it's always a hard game. Well, when I say it's always a hard game, it's not always it's a hard game. Then you take what St Johnston says is going to turn up. I so, uh, but mind you, you can also say that well, you take what team uh, you get take what a. Uh, Side's going to turn up with we bloody go as well. That's the thing. I, but I certainly, I mean the the uh, the VAR. What, what's your thoughts on this VAR? I'll hand that over to you, Craigie. What's your your early initial thoughts on the the VAR system in Scotland? Well, I was half expecting it to go tits up about half an hour into the first game, so it's done well so far. Um, I think it's. It's needed. What? Why they couldn't bring it in at the start of the season? Only, only people in the, at the SFA will know. Um, it hasn't really been very controversial yet. I mean, we had a penalty last week that was a penalty. They had a couple of penalties in the Hearts game. Nothing really's gone gone haywire like you like we we're all we're all expecting it to. There's no uh, no conspiracy theories out yet, but we'll see how it goes. It, it was needed, absolutely needed. Seen it in the. Seeing it no. in the Premier League and in Europe was was it's made that yes, there's some annoyances with it. It takes too long, but ultimately, if it gets the right decision, it gets the right decision. JD, uh-huh. on the on the VAR front, I'm looking at what VAR looks like to me as a fan watching it. There's surely no way that shouldn't have been implemented at the start of the season. You stick an extra six cameras in the stadium and have a wee telly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aye, no. Nah, l- l- listen, I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, that that's that's when it comes to the the SFA again. Though, I mean, they're bloody corrupt that bunch. They are. They they couldn't. They couldn't bloody. They they're no they're no helpful in the slightest. I mean, the whole thing with that. Surely, surely, God that they, they should be able to put VAR in at the start of the season. I think it's an awfully weird thing putting it on. Uh, just coming up to yeah. Uh, Coming up to the uh, the old Christmas period, I think that's rubbish, absolutely rubbish. I take, I take your, I take your point, Gary. Um, I so um, have you anything else to to give us, Gary? Before I let uh, you go, 
No, listen, I just wanted to, well, my last point, it's not really a point, but I, I just keep up the good work. I, I'm loving the, I'm loving watching it. And I, as much as the, as much as some, sometimes the performances are great, I still enjoy listening to the podcast. Cheers, Gary. That's the right. aim, aim of the pod, mate. And we try, that's the thing I like about this pod. We keep yeah. it whether we win, lose, or draw. Uh, so thanks very much for your call, Gary. I'll go so that we can clear the lines up in case anyone else wants well, to call in. Well, right. listen, we are the people. We are. <laughs> Cheers, pal. JD, we are the people. What's your thoughts yeah. on that while I try and find out how I, <laughs> Well, the, the one thing I was going to, if I couldn't get... My chicken pickle out, my gub bear. I was going to say that Gary was awful confident about, awful confident about um, winning the league. And I, I've just not seen it this year. And we have had a good few performances, but get all our players back. We're still playing this system. And I never thought I'd be one of the, and I used to watch, you know, you watch England, right? English Prem. And these teams are who are flying high. Best players in the world. Tottenham a bit right now, right? They're all fucking starting to grumble about. I know I taught them fan. They're all grumbling about Conte, one of the best managers in the in the world. And you're a bit like, what? You've got these. Haven't you ever wanted? Right? I know they don't win anything, but are we? I feel a wee bit like that now. Like we're we're there and thereabouts. We go to a European final, second in the league. We're nearly there, but that's not good enough for our club. So people might look at us and go, "Are well, he's getting rid of him for? He's got to a European final. You won the Scottish Cup last year." It's not good enough for our club to start like this. So it is conflicting a wee bit. And I, I get what he was saying in the last call, but bring all our players back all we want. But those players will be still forced to play this methodology of FIPA. And it's fucking boring, man. Horrible to watch. i seen a, a comment I'd like to pull up, Mark. I'll bring it to, to you, the friend of the channel, Stacey. Geo's had a year and still can't win convincingly in the league. I'm going to go back to that point again. Beating Hearts 4-0, beating Aberdeen 4-1, they've got to be convincing wins, haven't they? They've got to be. As much as as much as much the performances have not been great, you're not going to get much more convincing yeah. than going to time No, cast. no. But for me, it's not. Look, the consistency is not there. Can, can take that. Yeah, that's... But the problem is it's so flat flop. It's it's for one extreme to another. I mean, when we've been hitting the balls into corners last ten minutes against like like some other and stuff like that. It's just we should not be doing that. I thought I don't care who you. I mean, he sits there and in, in his his press conference and talks about um, the disparity from from the amount of money that they spend in the Champions League. We are the same compared to your Motherwells and your St Johnsons and. Why are why are all of a sudden we we pinging balls into corners and trying to trying to hold on? Is is their bombarding us? I mean, if they can do it, us why can we not do it to other teams in the Champions League? Here, here's a point, right? If we don't win this league, do you think Van Bronckhorst is going to come out and say Celtic have got a bigger budget than us? No. JD, can I cut in just a minute? Oh. Call there for a caller ending zero one seven. I missed it. I was too busy talking. Uh, if you want to give us a call back, we'll get you on. Sorry, continue with your, your point. No, just a point. Like, listen, they've got a bigger budget than us. Is he going to come out and say that about the SPFL? Oh, you know, we finished it. We're happy with that. Still to get a bigger budget. No. Nobody's going to accept that. Nobody wants that. So, don't pick and choose when you want to use it. And I get the Champions League a different kettle of fish, right? And I get these teams are in a, a different elite level. 
but you, you would just ask you to run those yards. That's all you're asked today. Run the yards. We, can, we can't even get into Champions League games and running 5k less than a team that beat you 3 0. Because really, see the team that beat you 3 0, 4 0, 5 0, 7 1, they're the ones that don't need to run. So why are these teams out running us when they're passing the ball on us? We should be running. And that's that's a thing I don't understand, Craig. It's been it's been a staple of their Champions League campaign that these teams that are dominating possession run more are running more than us who are chasing. Doesn't it make any sense to me? No. I sat there last season watching us get to Europa games, extra time, then playing the next game, extra time, and running and running and running. We made Celtic look like they're a fucking pub team, that semi-final. The clip that went round of Bassi out running their player and their players chasing him like he can't get any of him. And that's yep. after 120 minutes on the Thursday night. And now this season, it's just, it's like they're all running through treacle. I just don't understand what's, there's obviously not been much fitness work done. And yet this is, this is a team that, yes, it was a friendly, but absolutely battered West Ham in a friendly in the summer. And we're thinking, oh, happy days, we're, we're on to one here. And then now, suddenly over the summer, it's just, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to butt in, boys, so we can go to our next caller, who is on the line. Hello, caller. Who's that? All right, Ross. Hiya. It's uh, Mark here. How you All doing, right, Mark? Guys. All right. All right, Mark. Uh, go, Ross. On you go, mate. mate. Give us your point. All right. I think... Uh, I think they're a new for Rangers fans, I cannot. But I think basically what what Mark's saying about the slippery slide, it's right. Because if you have, in sport, if you have a goal and you you reach that goal, then the eyes are the prize then. So it's always going to be a slippery slide for there. And your eye on the prize is 55. So Gerard was brought in for the, that, that was the remit. Stop the 10s. So we actually done that. So like that that's where the off starts falling down. And what happened was Gio came in when Gerard went and we got the bounce and his tactics helped in Europe, which masked everything on the slippery slide. <laughs> so I think fifty five is it was what we wanted as fans. So if every fan every fan wanted to stop ten, so that was the whole goal. To where we were, to where we got to. And I think this is all just a big hangover after this. JD, do, do you agree with that? I know that we've spoke before and said uh, the likes of your Tavs and your Kents and whatever else came here to win 55 and that was mission done, but surely again, personal pride means you set new goals and go again. And the first one had to be retaining. <clears throat> Aye. But I think such a bit... Listen... We say 55, right? And it, it was 55. It was all about stopping the 10. And I don't, people might not like to hear that. It was all about stopping 10. And it was. And of course, it made 55, which was brilliant. But Kerr said it all last year, the, I, at the start of last season, that was the time to uh, change our squad. Because these players, the management team, were brought in to do that job and they done it. Now, it might even have been Gerard to say it, you know what? I'm going to walk away here. I've done it. I've done what I, I came to do. Um, but all the players should have, the, the squad should have get overhauled in that moment. Um, and it's never, and we're actually still got this, we're approximately still got the same squad just now. 
and what they call a saying, it's a hangover. It's a massive hangover, man, I'm telling you. And it's continued since then because that was the pinnacle for a lot of those players and that was the aim and they achieved their goal. Craig, a quote Gerard gave us when we won 55 was, you better to fix the roof while the sun's shining rather than wait until it's pushing down. With a squad, it seems to me as if we are our parks in three, three feet of water. Yeah, go, go along with that. Yeah, JD was right. That that was the Everest to some of those players. That was the, the mission to stop the stop the ten and get fifty five. For me, that team, looking back, hindsight's a wonderful thing. That team should have been recycled. The likes of Kamara, Kent, even Alfie should have been moved on, and we should have reset. Um, I know there was a big thing about Gerard not wanting any players sold. That's obviously something that come, has come back to bite us because then he didn't get the Champions League. He should then have been. He he had too much say in that sense. The board should have been like, no, we need to get rid of whoever to to sort of balance the books, and we sort of still still getting the hangover of that. We're still going players who are now four five years after they started with Rangers are still playing in the Champions League. Your Arfields, your Davis, they should be. There's there's a role for them at the club, but they should not be starting Champions League games at the age of thirty seven and thirty four. Do you go ahead? Do you go along with that, Mark? Do you agree with, with Craig? Aye, no, I, I, um, it's just as Rangers fans, we're all greeting the new. It's, it's up and doing, isn't it? The, um, the results that's came, Aberdeen there, is it masking everything? I think it's just a perfect storm we're going through now because there's the problem with Alfie. Uh, remember when there was the fallout and the, and the bit in the squad, so I think there was a divide in the dressing room. Um, Geo, if I like, I, I played football as well. And if my manager turns around and says you're no good enough at this level, I can it's Champions League level, but that, that, that's, you're on a downer. You're on a downer. So he's kind of he's got his faults there as a manager. Um, the way he's saying things to the team, eh? he's saying it out, out in public, and that. that's something that should have just been addressing him. Yeah. Shouldn't have come out. And I'm going to say, take that to Mark on on the panel. It's been a big bugbear, Mark. A lot of people talking about it. After that first game against Ajax, we can't compete with teams on this level. Is that when the rot set in with the Champions League and people really thought we are just here to make up the numbers? Be the whipping boys? I think you can't, you can't as a Rangers manager come out and say that. I mean, for me, when you're listening to you, I'll ask, I'll, can I not back this as a question? Can any of you see Gio inspiring or motivating anybody in that dressing room? Can you see him uh, having a rebel rousing um, speech and firing, get, getting the, the guys fired up and getting them running out there ready to rock and roll and ready to get tore in? Because I can't. But you, you, can't, you can't be seen to be coming out and saying stuff like that. Because um, <clears throat> obviously the, the players are all hearing that. So the players are all going, well, that, well that's us. We're, we're all right. That's what we get out of jail free card. So... Yeah. For me, it should never it's, things like that should never come out of Rangers manager's mouth, even if he even if he, he agrees with it and that's what he thinks. I think that you you shield the players first and foremost for that. But for me, it's I, I can't see him motivating anybody at all. And to be fair, that statement's demot demotivated people. Mark, you're spot on because the whole point of that statement is saying we are not good enough, regardless. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. 
what he should have said, and perhaps Gerard would have said, and other man would have said, is we were fucking terrible tonight. We are a hundred yeah. times better than that. We're better than we that. Better than that. They, yes. So and so and so and so and so and so were shocking tonight. Yeah. But he yeah. never he was so passive. He went, lad, you know what? We're no good enough, basically, to be oh, here. Well. We can't compete. Yeah. So it's not like even saying to a player, what happened to you tonight? You were terrible tonight. You're better than that. It was saying, don't worry, son. You're not that good anyway. But yeah. he's, he's, just, he's kept that whole theme up all the way through the Champions League. Every game, every, every pumping that we've had, he's come out and said the exact same stuff over and over and over again, which for me is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and it's a it's an argument that you'll you'll never get to the end of because he'll tell you that it was miscommunication or that finances are the are the be all and end all. But again, that opens up the other can of worms where we then start asking, so why are we not doing it to the teams in Scotland that we have yeah, got that yeah. same financial gap with? But Mark, thank you very much for your call, mate. I'll let you go and please give us a call back again uh, in the future. Yeah, well, Cheers, mate. For me, it's all about perspectives. I mean, that that mob, yeah, they got two points, but they've been battered as well. They got battered by Real Madrid. But the fact that their manager comes out and says, well, we had a go, they're not getting as much grief because that's the perspective they're setting. Yeah. Well, we had another caller there uh, while I was on the phone. Uh, Number ending in 0467. If you want to give us a call back, I'll make sure I catch you this time. But in the meantime, uh, JD, I wanted to bring up this comment I've seen here. So maybe I'm defensive of our, of our podcast, but I don't think we are full of it. See, I get what people are saying if we'd have let Kent Morelos go, but if we'd have got £17 million for Morelos at the time, and went and reinvested that in the squad. Do you do you think we as a fan base would have been gone mental? I remember them in that moment. I'm only speaking for myself. In that moment, I probably would have been unhappy. Um, I think hindsight's a good thing. Now, I've said it two or three times in the pod. Now, fucking, I mean, we're not back seventeen million for Morelos, but the seventeen million Morelos, we would never have thought. Never have thought. I wanted thirty million for him. So I yeah. didn't want 17 million for Morelos. I thought that was a terrible deal. But we didn't know this is where it was going to go. The avenue it was going to go. We were on the top of the world here. We were wanting 20, 30 million for, per player. So um, I I get what the course, I get what the, the comment says. I probably agree with that. Because I remember in the moment saying, oh, no, we'll not take 17 million. No way. And probably in that moment, I understand why the, the board rejected it. If we maybe got offered a wee bit more, they might have took it. But this is where I th- it all goes back to the... I mean, Gerard's problem here, Bill, you know, I don't want to sell players, but he was an in- inexperienced manager. And Alex, uh, and Alex Ferguson, I watched Mr. Wendler, ah, now's the time to refresh your squad. Yeah. I don't oh, care I if it's this player or that player we get. How many, how many times board, did Ferguson do it? And I think a decent board footballing men would have recognised that as well. And we just we had, we had inexperience at every avenue, and that probably cost us to put us to where we are now. We've got... Another caller on who I am about to bring in. Caller ending 467. Who's that? Hello? Can you hear us? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Who's that? It's uh, Steve. How are you doing, Steve? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you guys? All good, Steve. All good. What's your, what's your point for the panel? Yeah, um, 
All that's really, listen, I've got a bit of a list for you. Um, have a listen to this. Jack Simpson, Scott Wright, Manguni Zangu, Itton, Glenn Middleton, Brandon Barker, George Edmondson, Jordan Jones, Jamie Murphy, Greg Doherty, Matt Polster, Jake Hasty, Florian Cumberry, Aaron Ramsey, Zakowski, Diallo, Lacuna, Afobo, Matondo. That's since 2021, since we won the uh, 55. Who's responsible for this? Fucking shocking. Systematic failure of the signing policy. They might not have cost much in in, in, uh, signings, but every one of them costs wages. Shocking. What do you think of that, guys? Craig, I'll bring that to you, mate. it's It's a damning indictment of our scouting department and... When you listen to a lot of the signings, even your Jordan Jones or Jamie Murphy's, we're talking free transfers here. It's the market we've shopped in. What's your opinion on that, Craig? It's, a, it's like a who's who of don't buy those footballers. It's just, it's, I mean, the only one who gets a pass is the is the lad from Bournemouth who obviously hasn't ever played for us, and that's the only reason he get that's the only reason he gets a pass is because he's never actually been been able to play. Um, most of them players, you you wouldn't buy if that, if that was your choice, you wouldn't buy them, and that comes down to Ross Wilson and the board, and that's why if they did get rid of Geo, I don't trust them to bring a new manager in that's going to do any diff anything differently. Mark, just to play devil's advocate here, and I like saying that because Martin always says it when he's when he's hosting the phone and playing devil's advocate. I would argue when we signed the day we signed Arn Ramsey, the day we signed. From our players, we were shouting for the rooftops to see how good they were going to be at Rangers. So, can I, 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 I feel as if Ross Wilson has brought people to Rangers who I've been excited about the day we signed them and they've no quite what to it. So, playing devil's advocate, does that come down to the management no getting the best out of these players? Yes and no. I think that when you're shopping in a bargain basement, you're hoping that these players are going to kick on. You're hoping that you can make these players better. You're hoping that these players can progress under managers and stuff like that. But what's happening is if you're bringing in freeze, you're bringing in very, very minimum um, fees for these guys, which... A lot of them, I'd love to know how much was spent bringing these guys in because I don't think it was an awful lot. So for me, unless you're going to spend the money to bring in proper quality, then you're you're not going to get as just a case that it's a roll of the dice, and that's what's happening. What you're doing is you're going like these guys have got potential. They've done okay. Let's hope that they can come to us and kick on to another level, which which basically they've not done. Majority of them have not done that. Um, but if you go and spend, rather than bringing in 20 of bargain basement and hoping one or two of them stick and, and become better, for me, what I would say is that's false economy. What I would say is if you go and spend decent money on a decent player for a certain position, then you know you're buying what's closer to the finished article. So, as I said, it's just a pond we're, we're fishing in. Simple as that. You're, you're, you're you're hoping 
rather than knowing that these guys are going to come on and kick on. You go and spend like sir, Veerman's the, the 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 best the best thing I can I can bring to this. We we're looking at Veerman. Everybody that's looked at Veerman's went like, wow, what a player. Exactly what we need, exactly what we're after, but we weren't willing to spend the money on him. Simple as that. We'd rather bring in somebody that's that's a free agent or or eight we'll only spend two million or we'll spend don't get me wrong, we'll spend three million in a player. But that that three million player, the difference between that and the quality that you're gonna get spending that wee bit extra. I would rather this summer I would rather have spent spent the money we spent twelve million in two players or three players and and enhance our first team, enhance our squad with real quality. But that's not what we've done. We spread that about seven players, which is the exact same as what we've done previously. So it's the old, it's the old saying, the definition of madness is doing the exact same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. I'm, Mark, I'm no... What do you expect to have? Just to bring, it, bring that run, and I'll, I'll take it back to the caller to get your opinion. I'm going to get a notepad to take names because there's so much going on trying to host this. I don't know how Martin does it. I should be writing down names. But... You're talking about spending £12 million on two or three players. I would argue that this summer that's what we did do. Ridvan, Matondo, that's £9 million quid on two players. And then the them can get a start. Surely that's a worry. We're spending money on the nine players. We need everybody this season. Uh, and Colin, I'll bring this back to you. Pre-season, everybody on this podcast, well, I certainly said we needed a first-choice goalkeeper. See the five million we spent on Ridvan, which I went and bought a goalkeeper, a young progressive goalkeeper for Europe who can do it all, who can save shots, collect crosses, and play with the ball at his feet. Would you go ahead with that, Cola? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a uh, forty-year-old Alan McGregor. I mean, he's been great for his for the time he's been with. But I mean. What was that show at Hamden at, the, uh, at the, the cup final? What was that all about? I mean, surely that would have been his swan song then. Then go out and get a young, hungry goalkeeper who's, you know, ready to make a step up to Rangers. We, we've all heard this, the, the thing about, you know, the shirt being too big and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we are where we are. We're, 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 in, the Scottish, we're in the Scottish league at the end of the day. And, you know, this thing about uh, bringing in players that, uh, that the shirt's too big for them and you've got to move them on. I mean, what, I know it's Rangers, but what, what's so hard, what's so big about playing, you know, your St. Johnson's and your Kilmarnock's and your thing like that? I mean, you know, I hear a lot of that, that they, they can't handle the, the, the situation that, these, that, that Rangers is. But, I mean, surely I, I can't understand the whole shirt's too big for you thing. No, I, I, I'm big for that though. I agree with that. We, we've seen great, like through nine in a row, through all that. Players came that we all wanted. Hundreds of players have came. It's a different scenario. You, you're comfortable in your place where you're, you're, like, you're, you're, you're the best in the business. And then you come to another, you, you move up the way, or you go to another company and you're not that person anymore. You're just another wee fish in the pond. Or you come in a player and there's an expectation than there is at Ibrox than there is at Tynecastle. And there's an expectation, and that's a psyche in a person's mindset. They start getting injuries. Andy Webster, Scottish internationalist, flying, comes to Rangers, doesn't he kick a ball, injured all the time. Walter Smith, someone came and said a lot of his injuries were in his head. 
That's came out of quite a lot. You see it happening a lot. It's happened at Rangers quite a lot. These boys come to Rangers and they just can. And, and it might only be playing St. Johnson, St. Mirren, cup games. But the expectation that we carry, and listen to us, we've got podcasts coming out with ears about Rangers. The expectation it brings these boys in their psyche and in their mentality just can't make a step up. You've seen worse players probably come to Rangers and do better than better players because of that mentality, I think. Before we move on, because there is quite a lot of comments coming in, I say they go and spend five million quid on a goalkeeper, a proper goalkeeper. My words get twisted quite a lot on this, Craigie. You've probably seen on things. I said Xander's better than the three goalies we've got. I never said Xander's the best goalie Rangers could ever get. If we'd have went and signed Xander and Sigrist on a pre-contract, we would have had two better goalies than the three we've got. But I'm not saying Xander and Sigrist are good enough. I think we should have went and looked at the goalie that always stood out to me. We talk about Knutson, the, the, the gaffer. The Bodo Glint goalie when Celtic played them was outstanding over two legs. There's got to be good young goalies uh, about the place that we could have went and got rather than spending five million on Ridvan, who has spent half a season no playing. Would you go along with that, Craig? Yeah, I mean, for me, the one I would have gone for and he probably would have been happy to stay where he was as number two would have been Butland. Maybe he wouldn't have come to us for the money, but it's worth a shout. And then maybe they did. Maybe they did inquire. And maybe he knocked them back and said, no, I'm not coming to Scotland. You're offering these boys Champions League football, yeah. Craig. You yeah. know what I mean? Why would they yeah. not? That's the thing. That's the personal pride. So if he's got a choice of sitting on the bench at Crystal Palace or wherever he is, or playing in front of 50,000 people every two weeks, personal pride, you'd think, would go for that. You don't know what people's motivations are. And maybe they did inquire. And maybe he did knock them back. But he would have been the one that I would have gone for because I've always thought he's a very good goalkeeper. And there's also the boy, and I know, obviously because Xander was linked with him, the, the boy that went to Preston, Freddie Woodburn. Yeah. Dynamite. Could have got him on a free. He's given the choice of going to Preston or coming to Rangers. I don't think there's much a choice in that. Is there? Coming knowing you're going to be the number one. But, caller, I'm going to let you go because we've had a caller ending in 0467 trying to get through for the last wee while. All right, so thanks very much for your call. Uh, Nobody, thank you very much, guys. Keep up the good work. Cheers. Cheers. So, if caller ending in 0467 wants to call back in, that will do us for the phone, and I think, and then we'll have a wee chat between ourselves. Oh, here they're coming in right now. Right, I'm going to bring them right in. All right. Hello, caller. You all right, guys? Uh, who's that? It's Ali, boy. How are you doing, mate? All right? What's your... Ah, no, mate. Mate, you're an absolute legend, by the way, mate. I watch this every single night that you are on. JD, mate, excellent. Listen, it has been, it has been yes, said mate. on many a podcast that without me and JD, the viewership would be terrible. But it has been said... Mark's all right, too. Mark the blue lad. He, he had his own day, mate. He had his own. Mark's been saying we he likes to rip the plaster off it, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, got... guys, I've got a couple of questions for you. Right, give us a one at a time then and we'll go around the, around the boys and get them answered. Right. Looking at Rangers, right, since um, Ross Wilson's came in with the signings that they've got, do, you, do any agree that Rangers 
playing in the in the Premier League, there's there's a lot of players that Rangers could have signed, and they've no signed, and missed out on big time. Like say, uh, the boy Hibs for a million pound that went away to Turkey. Yep. Gonna, I'll I'll take that right to you, JD, because I see you looking there. I'm taking it. Uh, I'm taking it. The Hibs player you're talking about. Who the is striker. That? The striker. Aye, striker. The, the winger boy, and you came back to Hibs no long ago there on the free. Boyle. Oh, Boyle. 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 Saudi. He went to Saudi Arabia. Ah, Saudi Arabia. Sorry, it's all the same to me. JD, I've, I've made this point a few times. Having only watched one team, St. Johnson, Ali McCann, Jason Kerr, with Bafa done jobs for us. Uh, do, you, do you agree with the caller there? I don't agree on Martin Boyle. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him. We've got a like. Okay, let let me step back. Back. Matondo, Martin Boyle, and the money we spent. Matondo, Jimmy Murphy, Ryan Kane. I think he's better than all them. No, 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 no. I don't think he's better. By the way, Jamie Murphy's getting a bit of heat tonight. I thought Jamie Murphy was a great player for us. He just got a bad injury. Kent's better than uh, Boyle. Boyle is effective in Scottish football, so that's the difference. Right, I mean, so he would have done a job in Scottish football. Three seconds, call that, JD. Finish so that we're not getting the back interference. I, I think Sorry, he, he, he would have done a job in Scottish football, Boyle. I wouldn't have took Martin Boyle, right? I don't like him, right? And there's probably an obvious reason why I just don't like a guy, right? And that's it. But there are Scottish players out there we, we should have went for. Um, the boy Doig, for me, I would have took him. I did, man. Ross has nailed it. Ali McCann, probably next summer or the summer after, Going to go for 20 million. He'll go to Bournemouth or he'll go to a lower league Prem side or he'll go to a top championship side for Preston. Maybe 10, 20 million, something like that. That's the way the money goes down there. I would have took Ali McCann, I would have took Jason Kerr, I know. I would have took Xander, I know, not David Ross. <clears throat> I would have took him. There's boys. Lewis Ferguson splits it, splits it, splits it. But again, why would you not just take him? He was, Rangers were famous for taking all the best players in Scotland. There's Calvin Ramsey debuting for Liverpool. Why, why did we not buy him? Aaron Hickey before he went to Bologna. Um, we should be in that market. I think Gerard lost that market a little bit, but we got the Bassies and we got the Aribos. What, what market are we in now? We're in Belgium and we're in fucking God knows where now. So maybe we should go back to the Scottish leagues and just start pilfering all the boys. Craigie, do you go, a, do you go along with that? You like to see yeah. somebody dipping into the players that, that know the league and know... See for me, JD going on to your, going back to your point. See a Lewis Ferguson that would have walked through a broken glass to play for Rangers, and he walks into this Rangers team, Craig. Surely Lewis yeah, Ferguson yeah. walks into this Rangers team. I think we've def- I think with Gerard coming in, JD was right that we've he's raised the level a bit to the players we want to look at, but that now means that we're a bit like, oh, we don't want him from Aberdeen, we don't want him from St Johnston, when actually they might be the best player at that club and could definitely do a job for. Rangers, Lewis Ferguson, Calvin Ramsey, Doig, um, players, I'm sure, for Hearts that are playing that you'd think they could come in and, and do a job. But we're like, I don't want to say snobby, but it's like, oh, like we're better than that. But actually, the market we're in, we need to take the best players that we can before Lewis Ferguson smashing it up in, in Italy playing for Bologna now. Mark, what's your, what's your thoughts on dipping into the Scottish market and making use of it? We've over the years we've always always took the best from Scottish clubs, and generally 
generally they, they kind of paid off. So for me, even the likes of the, the you said the Lewis Ferguson is, is we're screaming out for a Lewis Ferguson at the moment, absolutely screaming out for one. So I think that what happened recently was a lot of Scottish clubs didn't really want to sell as any of their players for whatever reason, and and they always priced us out. Prices are bringing in Scottish players. Two me seconds, Matt. Caller, have you got the show on in the background? I have, yeah. Do you want me to pause it? Gone, just mute it, mate. It's just we're getting a wee bit of feedback. It's not too bad, but just a wee bit. Sorry, Matt. That's me, that's me muted it, buddy. Sorry. Cheers, pal. So, as I said, we were getting kind of priced out of um, the Scottish market a little bit as well, especially under Gerard, because they were asking for stupid money. But all of a sudden, they're now getting this stupid money. So maybe it was worthwhile when they were saying 1.5 million for Ferguson. It may have been worthwhile biting a hand off him because he went for what two and a half. Yeah. So I went for what three, three and a half. So Hickey is the same. So as I said, that they've kind of they've kind of priced us out. But I think that rather than bringing in an unknown, if you've got a a, a Scottish player or a player in this league. Look at look at the, over the years the players that we've brought in David Robertson, Nacho Novo, uh, so forth so on. That, that Neil McCann, that Neil McCann done well. Kevin Thompson, yeah, Kevin Thompson, yeah. So for me, it was always a, a core Scottish um, spine in the team that that knew what it was to play for Rangers, and I think we've lost that a wee bit. I mean, realistically, you've got Ryan Jack in there. But Ryan Jack's injured, so he's not in there shouting and bawling at people and telling them what it means. So I don't know. I mean, in Europe, have been been the blame of that guys that Rangers have maybe thought they're better than what they actually are and stick to you don't break what's not getting broken. Get what I mean? Two wee seconds, and I'll take I'll take that to you, Craig. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Is it the Scottish players candidate in Europe? But yet we're seeing Josh Deutsch, we're seeing Aaron Hickey, we're seeing Ramsey. Well, seeing Lewis Ferguson. No, I mean the fans, sorry. I mean the fans, Gordy. Like, the fans, eh, I think we're better than what we actually are. I, I, so that's what I'm saying. So we think that these players are not going to cut it in Europe, but yeah, yeah the ones yeah, I'm talking aye. about have all so, went to Europe and are yeah, and they're in a market they don't really know. So they're, they're taking risks. Could you go along yeah. with that? Yeah, I mean, spot on. We're, we're asking players, these are players that our bread and butter is the league. These are players that know what it's like to play in the Scottish League 38 weeks a year. Yes, you can yeah. you can you can coach them to play in Europe and get them around better players. We we need players that you bring in someone like a Matondo in who is to me is quite lightweight in the league. Diallo came in this amazing player with a great reputation and shat, shat the bed at Celtic Park his second game because he didn't know the atmosphere. Yes, a Lewis Ferguson may not be technically as good as someone else, but he will know what it means to play week in, week out on plastic pitches up in Scotland. You talk about the, the Diallo and the, the Matondo ones are, are, are good examples because remember, was it Diallo's first game? Did he Ross score County. one at the back post at Ross County and then he yeah. brought out a compilation clip? Yeah. And then Matondo's signed and he's got the, the lightning bolt and he's doing all that kind of shit. We don't need any of that. We, we we need boys. These boys came with a reputation that was never deserved. 
that Diallo had played like five, nine games and get moved for 35 mil. Someone done some job on that, some agent, money laundering or something on that because that was what a move, right? The Matondo one as well, like he's came here with a reputation, but he's, not, he's never done it in FIFA. So I would much rather have bring someone in who's solid in the SPFL and you know that you, you know what you're getting. These boys are all unknown quantities and it's a stab in the dark. At 300 grand or a free transfer or a loan, okay. Jordan Jones. I'm I'm gonna come in on that. I loved Jordan Jones when he was at Rangers. But I did. I think I think we dealt with him. I think we used Jordan Jones as a cope for Rangers getting beat against Celtic. I think he was like a oh we'll blame him, get what I mean? Jordan Jordan Jones was a victim of yeah. being a Rangers fan. He played for the sharp. He, he was the victim of being a Rangers fan who got put on yep. as a sub late on to a dune and, yep. and reacted the way. But then there's a the responsibility Jordan Jones should have had as a as a professional football player to keep his cool. But definitely, yeah. listen, there's merely Jordan Jones in that one moment. Jordan Jones, he had the COVID, the, he had the COVID issue, didn't as have well. the psycho- psychology, didn't have the, the mentality to play for our club, and that's the, the, the sad fact. That shit was a big thing. Listen, boys, I just love a nutcase, mate, because nutcases <laughs> love nutcases. Joey Garner, Jason Cummings, he's them all. He's all the fucking loonies. All the, the terrible players. Aye, uh, uh, Joey Garner, he, we got him to number one, but didn't we? Listen, Colin, I'm going to let you go, mate, because we are now at nearly nine o'clock, and I'm just going to summarise with the boys ahead of the game tomorrow, all right? Thank you very much, boys, and it's great to talk to you. All about it. Thanks very much. Thank you. And with that, boys. My dinner's getting cold still. The phone lines are closed. Just very quickly, we 10 minute chat about the Mora. JD, what you what, what's your thoughts on Mora? What is it? And our lineup. Do we stick with us two sitting but letting the two fullbacks get forward? Is that uh, the, the new formula for us? No idea. I've not seen the Aberdeen game by but I've seen the goals. I was away out last Saturday and I'm away out the more I know. My 40th has lasted this long. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Aye, JD. JD was nope. 40, everybody. I'll still not see it on Sunday because I'll still be partying, Mark. So um, it's a half to kick off, and it's I'll definitely not see it. So I, I'm not sure we shouldn't be going to Perth and play anything more than one defensive minded. Midfielder, which should probably still be a person who wants to break lines. Come on, we don't need them to be sitting. So, is Lundstrom back? Yeah, yeah. Lundstrom's back. Lundstrom's your man. Get him back in there. Let's get John Lundstrom back on. Get back on track. But we don't need anyone else in there. But we're running out of um, options in the back. So, but it's nothing, nothing less than a win, isn't it? I mean, come on. It's got to be. Listen. My mate Gallant there is, is shouting, shouting at his computer monitor in caps, bold letters. It's been a long night. I've been the hostess with the mostess for the first time ever. I've got fucking screams going left, right and centre. The speakers are blasting out into the house. Nicole's in the room hiding because she's a jungle gym here in Northern Angels chat. Listen, it's all happening. My apologies. Uh, Peggy, what's your, what's your thoughts with me? What you're sticking with a for, for Yeah, me. I agree with JD. It's got it's got to be one. It's got to be one sitting midfielder, Lundstrom. I wouldn't be it's surprised. Sunday. To see, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see 
maybe our field playing as a bit of a hybrid between the defensive and the pushing on. Um, now, that to me isn't right because he probably hasn't got the legs, but that sort of player, maybe Charlie McCann coming in alongside Lundstrom. Um, we kind of need to play one sitting, one attacking and one going between the two for me. Um, I don't think we've got much choice in the rest of the team. I think it's very much very much bare bones, but yeah, we just need we just need to get to the World Cup for me and get some of these players back. Mark, I don't care if we are down to the bare bones. The eleven players we play on Sunday, Sunday will be better than the eleven players who play for St Johnson. Also, by the way, on Sunday. Um so if we win our personal battles, we win the game. Surely that's the way it is. Yeah. And surely on this, Craig there's talking about bringing our field in. Um, surely that's Lowry's position to go in there and get that advanced role. Surely. You read you read my mind. For me, my, my midfield three is Lundstrom, Lowry and Tillman. And I'm playing Sakala. And I'm telling Sakala, just you do what you do. You just get the ball, get your head down and start running at them. Um, look for Lowry and Tillman to make things happen. Uh, you've, got to, you've got to go after this mob, 100%. It's, for me, this is, this is whether Gio gets a, gets, a, gets a sack or not. So he's got three games to keep his job as far as I'm concerned. And I think if he slips up into any of the next three, then he's in trouble, big time. I think he's in trouble the new anyway, but as I said, for me, Lowry's got to start with Tillman and um, Lundstrom tidying up. That, that's got to happen. JD, before I come to you, mate, a big applause for Jim Sloan, who's uh, put in a £10 super chat. Well done, Ross. Easy to famous, follow follow lads. Now that's a sympathy tenor he's gave me because of the stress I've been under. That much is true. Judy, I, I've said a few times we're developing Malik Tillman for Bayern Munich because I don't see us paying five, six million, whatever the cost is for him. Is there an argument for our midfield free tomorrow, uh, Sunday? It's a fucking tomorrow. What day is it? Is there an argument? for us on Sunday to play Lundstrom sitting through McCann and Lowry in front of him and start progressing our own youth. Yeah, that's that's for me. I I, I don't I think Lowry and uh, Tillman are too similar. I don't think we'll ever play two number tens. I don't think it really works in football to be honest. So one of them has to do a more of a regressed role, which Tillman's never, never gonna do. And I just think Alex Lowry's too good to put him back into there. I put Alex Lowry feeding the ball. Can you imagine Lowry feeding the ball to Kolak? He's Cholak, sorry. Unreal. So I would die, but does it does it not mean that McCann would play the most further back and then Lundstrom would maybe play the more box to box? Yeah. What the type of player he used to be? Because he scored goals in the Prem and stuff like that. Charlie McCann, I thought, looked a wee bit out of sorts when he played the last, he started a game and he played a bit further forward. So yeah. I think Charlie McCann's a boy who could sit most deep, a bit more a bit more like Billy Gilmore is what I see Charlie McCann like. Here's another option. You didn't see the game, JD. Okay, Aberdeen yeah. game. Don't interrupt and I'm hosting, mate. I was about to come to you. Sit down and pipe down, man. Jesus Christ. Would, would, you, would you play Lundstrom as the more advanced and have Sands sitting? 
because he started. He played that against Aberdeen. Well, you could, but I, I, we've not got the centre half. I think Sands. I thought Sands played okay in the other night as well. By the way, centre half, I didn't think he played too bad. Um, so you could play Sands in there. I just don't think Sands really gets the MDs. Just doesn't he get the hairs in the back of your neck standing up, does he? Whereas I would rather play Charlie McCann in there. But I think you could play Sands in there. To be honest. But who plays in defence then if Sands doesn't play? Well, Davies I, might be back. I was going to say that. Is Davies back? Are Davies for and King. Davies and King. King yeah. um, seems like the. I, I I actually think Craig, and this is what I was going to bring you. I thought you so rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> um, if you've got Charlie McCann and Lundstrom there, does that add a an air of unpredictability or something? Because the two of them can do that box to box. So when one goes, one sits, and it's harder to pick the two of them up. Does that yeah. become a ploy? Yeah, I think the similar thing. Sands did it last week, so there was a couple of times where he brought the ball out and Lundstrom sat back. So I think that was the that was the flexibility that they said if if Rangers do want to go to suddenly play a free at the back for whatever reason, you've got Lundstrom and Sands who can both do that. Now I'm not saying we have to do that on Sunday, Sunday the game, um, because we sh- we shouldn't have to do that against Bloody St Johnston. But you've got that. I like James Sands. For me, if if we can get him, if, if it was three million quid, I'd, I'd buy him because I think he gives us that. He's no nonsense, gives us that versatility um, to play a couple of different positions. Which and for Mo, this market nowadays, you don't get much quality for that that sort of price. If, if we can get him, I'd, I'd definitely sign him up. Mark, if it is the rumoured five and a half million for Sands, not that much. Are we paying that for him? Five and a half million. You're looking at. And it was said at the start of the season that there's a potential ring fence around 10, 11 million for Sands and Tillman. Have you seen enough of them from them to warrant spending that amount of cash? Definitely no uh, from Sands. I think Sands is a good, solid squad player. I think he's a decent player. I think he's no, 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 that kind of money, that kind of money stupid for me. I think that there's better, there's better players for that kind of money in that position out there, 100%. With Tillman, I think, for me, I can see Tillman, I can see him improving, and I can see something special there with the boy. Now, whether we're going to start flying five million of them, I don't really know, but, look, you don't, you don't, you don't spend most of your career at at uh, Bayern Munich, and then Bayern Munich put a buyback clause into you if there's no something special there. All right, you maybe know I've seen it, but I think that probably he's not getting played properly with us. And you need to remember as well, this is this young boy's first full season as a professional footballer. And you know what? For me, he's held his own pretty well. He's, he's, he's looked pretty decent in the order game. Obviously inconsistent, but that's what happens with young boys. As I say, the young boys played, what, 15 games or something in his career now? 16 games in his career. So I think give Tillman to the end of the season to see if he can kick on a wee bit more than possibly. But for me, Sands is not a £5 million player. As much as I like him, he's not a £5 million player. Just just before we, we round up, if everybody in the chat wants to get their predictions and first goal scorers in, JD, you know I always come back to the two ends of the park. McGregor and Cholak... In both boxes, Scotty, Scotty, stick with that. Eh? Aye, I think he will. Um, 
I think that's it for McLaughlin now. Um, after the Celtic game, so McGregor's going to need to play. <clears throat> I don't know if he's got a decision though on that Ross to make if he stops diving for the ball continuously and may lose another couple of games. It might lose him his job if he doesn't make another change, but he can't make another change again. For me, Rangers win two, three nil. There's only one guy that scores the first goal, and it's Cholak, isn't it? Go to be. Are we going to? Everybody will go Cholak first goal scorer. So are we going to elaborate on how many of the two or three is going to score? No. <laughs> Craigie, oh. what's your thoughts on the the goalkeeping situation and the striking situation for tomorrow? Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be Cholak. Um, no other no other option. McGregor, I think, gets it at the moment just for being the least bad of the three. Um, for me, weeks ago, I'd have probably just gone and chucked, Mc, chucked McCrory. And there's a couple of games at Dundee uh, um, in the League Cup where once he didn't play, it's like, well, they obviously don't see much much for him. Um, I think he, he only, he's only signed a new deal because he meets the Scottish quota for the European, uh, European competition, um, which is really harsh on the young lad because... The couple of times he played last season, he played really well. But McGregor, um, for me, I'm going to go three-one and Sakala first goal. Lovely. Mark, what's your? Are you going along with that? I think, I think McGregor's whether we like it or not, McGregor's the number one. I think that if if he changes in any way, deviates for that, he's going to look. He's going to look even more at it than he already has by by dropping him, then bringing him back. So Cholak. Got to start up front. I think that we've said it many times. If you're in form, you're the man. He's um, player uh, SPFL player of the month. So he's got a wee award. He should be on a high. The big Croatian prince to score the first goal and Rangers two 0 It's a fine prediction. Listen, JD, I need to mention it because Nicholas is a massive supporter of this channel. The South Wales lawyer are always the first here. But Nicholas obviously knows how good he believes Matondo is through the Welsh national team and whatever else. But I still think we are, we are still to see the best of this boy. Would you agree with that, JD? Oh, 100%. Baby, listen, there has been wee flashes. There has been wee flashes. He won, he won the pen, didn't he? Um, yeah. There has been wee flashes, but he's just he's still no good enough. Um, I think our club, when you're spending three million or five million, you talk about Red Van and you talk about Matondo. We need we need finished articles now. You want yeah. a project player? It's a three hundred grand for your rebos and your bases. That's your project players. Three yeah. and five mil. We need finished five mil. I'd pay top five mil for Tom Lawrence tomorrow if we had to. And that's a finished article. A guy who looks like he could take the captain's armband when he comes back fit. Um, hits your free Hey. Can I tell you a story about Matondo that I've heard? Yeah. So, story I've heard is Matondo spent all sorts of money, see before the Liverpool game, spent all sorts of money bringing his hairdresser up to Liverpool, flew him up and spent four hours getting his hair done before the Liverpool game. So for me, that's an attitude issue. Big time with this boy. I've also heard that the boy is not well liked at all at the club. No surprise. So that might, might, might be why he's struggling. That's, That's what I'm me. saying. It's just what I've heard. 
But may, uh, maybe with that one, if he, they bring him back down to earth and he focuses on his FIPA, then that could be the big maybe. thing. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm all about Nicholas and supporting our channel friends, so I'm going to say that you've made that up because you're jealous that somebody actually has to pay for a barber. <laughs> well, yeah, I was at a barber's the day, check out, man. Yeah, so was I. Went in and asked, yeah. uh, asked for the Raul Moat, as I do. Uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rangers three one tomorrow, and I'm gonna go Stevie May first goal scorer. I think we'll go behind again, boys. I think we will go behind tomorrow, uh, Sunday. I keep saying tomorrow, man. He's at Mars. I think so. If we go a goal down tomorrow, there'll be all sorts of trouble because we're not even fucking playing. But if we, I, I reckon we'll go a goal down again. Slow start, slow start. Everybody stop shouting at me. Uh, I can see it in in the chat. Um, can I just say something, Ross? 24, £23 to get my haircut. Aye. 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 That doesn't cost me anything. £23 for a haircut, it cost me. Did it not take you into the mega bowl and turn you upside down in the ball polisher? <laughs> anyway, come uh, on, an hour and 45 minutes. I know, listen, oh, come on. Really come on. Um, again, Craigie, well done on your, your first podcast, mate. Hope you've enjoyed it. Well done, mate. What we, 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 we marking, Craig, in the comments, troops? Let us know at a 10. I'm saying a 5. Yeah, must do better. Uh, I'm a 5. I'm a red van. JD's probably giving him a 5 because he's not the only knob with a mannequin in the background now, right enough. But, <laughs> listen, uh, I know I'm 45 minutes, boys. Thank you very much for joining us. And we will be back on Sunday. For pre-match halftime and after-match reaction. So, Ross is stalling this. Ross is trying his best to find the fucking video, man. That outro, he's fucking flipping through. And go to members, members shows, everybody. Get on the members shows. Special <laughs> announcements on the members shows. And bye-bye. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.